on that issue, pollution. I understand that you came here with a private jet. Uh, is that the, an environmental way to travel? If you offset your carbon, it's the only choice for somebody like me who is traveling the world to win this battle. Ah, yes, Boltneck. John Kerry, he's got to fly private. Don't you know who he is? Come on, he needs a Gulfstream 650 because he's fighting the battle against people with big carbon footprints. His gigantic carbon footprint is bigger than his forehead. That's how big it is, which is like a billboard. John Kerry in Dubai over the weekend apparently had the bean salad. They had a... uh, The menu there was heavily plant-based. You know, the United Nations last week came out and said the United States should stop eating meat. So much meat. I'm reminded of my big fat Greek wedding. What do you mean you don't eat meat? You don't eat meat? Okay, we'll have lamb. It's a mad, 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 mad world out there. That was John Kerry. That wasn't from over the weekend. That was one of his... One of our classic John Kerry sound bites that he gets to fly private because he's fighting climate change. And now if you were flying private, he'd tell you to stop that because were it not for double standards, liberals would have no standards at all. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. And uh, John Kerry had a little bit of a a digestive episode uh, while he was in Dubai as well. It's uh, it's kooky out there. Let's go to. Let's go to John Kerry. Let's go to soundbite number 16. And uh, happy Monday to you. We continue to be at 888-630-9625. You may call us absolutely toll-free to you. Isn't everything toll-free now? Is there any place you call that costs anything? It's, uh, but it's a toll-free number, so you say it's toll-free number. And uh, you call in and contribute to our wonderful radio program. Here's John Kerry in Dubai, which is, uh, what is it, uh, m- maybe the oil capital of the planet. And they're in there talking about, oh, yeah, we should uh, maybe not use so much oil. And we all flew here on our own individual private jets because, you know, crazy man, crazy. They're all nuts. And uh, science, they don't even know how many genders there are. So forget about science when it comes to CO2 emissions. By the way, the United States says we've cut our CO2 emissions by about 20% while China continues to increase their output. India continues to increase their output. Mexico continues to increase their output. Here's John Kerry in uh, the United Arab Emirates, where they have Arabs and Emirates. There shouldn't be any more coal-fired power plants permitted anywhere in the world. Nowhere. That's how you can do something for health. They clap. They all clap. And they all flew there on private jets. And they all make their money. Not all of them, but many of them in the room make all of their many billions and billions of dollars off of oil revenues. But pay no attention to that. So no more coal-fired plants. So is he lecturing? Who's he lecturing? Is he lecturing uh, China? China? Because, you know, Donald Trump has single-handedly changed the pronunciation of the word China. Almost everybody does it with a kind of a Trump twang these days when you say China uh, because of the way, and he didn't do it on purpose. It's just the way he pronounces it, you know, but this is, this is a crazy time. And so there they are. We have it under the weather today. John Kerry's gamble. Here's the headline from the radical left-wing Politico. John Kerry's gamble. Trusting an oil baron to
to run the COP28 climate summit. That's uh, what they're talking about here. They got uh, the oil barons of the planet Earth running their phony baloney climate summit, and everybody flies there in their private jets. They stay in the nicest hotels in the world. They've got, uh, it's not quite slave labor, but their labor there comes from India and Bangladesh, and they pay them a dollar a year and tell them they're just lucky to be alive. And they uh, wait on everybody hand and foot and send home 80 cents a year to their families. But never mind that. So they got this uh, this thing going on, and it's it is embarrassing that the left wingers at Politico, the oil baron running the climate talks, and the U.S. envoy, who's had his back, that's John Kerry, and they got John Kerry sitting next to the, you know, one of the emirs here, the Biden administration's public embrace of the United Arab Emirates oil chief running the global climate talks brings political risk. See, when you're a Democrat, it brings political risk, not glaring hypocrisy, clown car, double standards. No, it brings political risk to the people at Politico because they're left-winging, left-wing bootlicks too. Can it yield a deal to slash fossil fuel pollution? Again, the United States, we've reduced our CO2 output uh, by 20%, but never mind that, while increasing productivity in theory. Climate activists and progressive lawmakers, radical left-wingers, extremists, unleash their scorn, hypocrites, when the CEO of one of the world's most powerful oil companies got the job of helming this year's Global Climate Summit. So Al Gore asked, do you take us for fools? Well, yes, they do, and, and with good reason. Completely ridiculous, Swedish activist Greta von Thunberg said, Hundreds of green groups and 130 lawmakers in the EU and the U.S. joined in, calling themselves and each other hypocrites. How, how completely ridiculous. It's embarrassing for all of them, or at least it ought to be embarrassing for all of them. But they are unembarrassable, and I've been talking about this for a long time. The uh, Persian Gulf city built by the UA, UAE's, the United Arab Emirates, oil wealth. No kidding. Is that, uh, yeah. Uh, nearly 200 nations meeting amid war in the Middle East, inflation woes, global energy boom. And, uh, you know, this is your Democrat Party because they're, they're not uh, normal people. They're not well, are they? No, they're not. Also, this is pretty funny. In uh, Germany, perhaps you've heard of it. You may remember World War II or maybe you've read about it. German winter. The, uh, there is a winter storm in Germany, leaves climate change conference-bound jets frozen at airport. It happens every time, doesn't it? It's pretty funny. Private jets in Munich on the way to Dubai Global Warming Conference are literally frozen on the runway, which has turned into a glacier. And the German media is reporting on it, but the American media is not, because it's too ironic, and they don't do irony very well, do they? Zero Hedge did the story, but the Washington Post didn't. They have no sense of humor whatsoever. While world leaders spoke at a global warming conference in Dubai, located in the heart of the uh, Arabian Desert, discussing the usual, banning gas stoves, cow farts, and uh, petrol-powered vehicles, that'd be gas-powered vehicles, 
the powerful, a powerful snowstorm grounded all flights at Munich Airport in Germany. And a bunch of them wanted to go to Dubai so they could talk about how the planet is warming and how bad that is, even though everybody likes warmer weather more than everybody likes colder weather. And more people are killed by cold weather than by warm weather. And the list goes on of the absurdities of all of this. But let's get back to uh, let's get back to our boy Boltneck, John Kerry, because he's in Dubai lecturing everybody after flying in private, and then he'll lecture you about questioning his flying private because he's very important and you're not. Pretty amazing stuff. Uh, and also the the Sultan there. These are uh, they have sultans and they have emirs. COP twenty eight climate summit conference. President Sultan, he's the president of the conference, Sultan Al-Jaber, draws more fire over comments on fossil fuels. Oh, no, the Sultan? Rock the Kasbah. And the uh, the Sultan, it's pretty funny stuff, I've got to say. And he gets to say what he wants to say, and I'm not in a panic about any of this stuff, but, but a lot of them are pretending to be at least. Now, the Sultan is, uh, he's the Sultan of Swing, and and he's got private jets and all kinds of stuff. And he's the CEO of the Dubai National Oil Company and, and uh, UAE's environmental minister and the CEO of the Abu Dhabi National Oil Company, which is fine with me. They're not the hypocrites here. You know, the Democrats and the liberals in Europe are the hypocrites here. But he said some pretty funny stuff when, uh, when asked about it because these guys have more of a sense of humor than, you know, than the Democrats do. Um, and to talking about how they respect the science and all that stuff because, uh, 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 and they want to, they want to keep the temperature from increasing on the planet earth to the, they, they got to lim- this is their goal to limit the temperature increase on the planet earth by 1.5 degrees centigrade over the next century. And they're going to do that by taking all your stuff away and, and all this stuff. Right. But, uh, he said the Sultan of swing, he said, There is no science out there or no scenario out there that say the phase out of fossil fuel is what's going to achieve 1.5. Al-Jabbar said, Al-Jabbar said, and, uh, and you know that, and everybody's like, oh, what do you mean? Because we, he said, unless you want to uh, take the world back into caves, which is where his family was three generations ago. But setting that aside, they've made a lot of progress thanks to all this Western money and all that stuff. So that's what the uh, the Sultan of Swing said. And Al Gore is very upset. He should not be taken seriously. He's protecting his profits. So are you, O corpulent one, and placing them in a higher priority than the survival of human civilization. That's what Al Gore said. It's always very apocalyptic there. It's apocalypse now for these people. So that's amazing stuff. Let's get back to Boltneck. Because Boltneck was there, and John Kerry stepped off his jet today at the COP28 summit in Dubai and announced that the U.S. will be stopping all new coal plants from being built, they're saying anywhere in the world, and will be working to shut down existing coal plants while not now. I mean, you know, all their their Teslas that they love so much, they run on coal. They are coal-powered cars. And these guys are anti-nuclear energy, which is clean and carbon-free and virtually. And they oppose hydroelectric plants 
you know, where you put a dam on a river and you get hydroelectric, which is clean, and uh, because fish, because the fish, it's like the existential question. It's because the fish, they love fish, hate people, right? Hate nuclear, then say we're going to stop all coal. That means there is no other form of energy left. We got windmills. You know, they. I, I've been mocking the windmill projects off the East Coast and New Jersey and stuff because the dead whales keep washing up on shore. So kill a whale for clean air is their new bumper sticker. Yeah, hey, you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. And you got to kill a few dozen you know, scores of whales off the East Coast to put windmills in so you get clean energy and they're overselling the clean energy. But here's John Kerry. Um, he doesn't want any gaseous emissions to um, continue in the United States, America, or around the world. And here's John Kerry. Listen, listen closely. He talks about how he's becoming more militant, first of all, and then he flatulates like Eric Swalwell. I find myself getting more and more militant because I do not understand Didn't how I? adults who are in position of responsibility can be avoiding responsibility for taking away those things that are killing people on a daily basis. Hang on. It was it. That was just right at the end there. People on a daily basis. Uh-oh. Got a honk. He's a honky. He's a honky boy. And uh, that's uh, that. Uh, and he, so he did. Uh, we had to listen to it a couple of times. Hey, is that really real? Yeah, that's really real. He's flatulating again. It's the microphone caught it. He's got the. You know, and more carbon emissions from John Kerry on this trip. He flies a Gulfstream jet over there just for him because he's very important. And now he's flatulating like a cow, which they want to ban, and the U.N. wants to ban cows. It reminded us of Eric Swalwell on MSDNC. Chris, so far, the evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. Oh, and he cringed and his face went, uh, and he's like, oh, man. Hey, he didn't think the microphone would pick it up. And he was talking to Chris Matthews there, which reminded us of Chris Matthews talking to Ken Delanian. Michael Cohen already stood up in court and said that when he pleaded guilty to these charges in the Southern District of New York. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, and we, we keep a library of this stuff. And uh, several years before that one, there was Chris Matthews on TV again. Just give me the skinny here. Can we get a clean, mm. fair, honest election in Florida tomorrow? They could, they, should, they could start an orchestra, these people. Man, oh man, I am telling you. Our Democrat Party. They're everything you don't want people to be. This is a perfect segue. Hey, do you have odors in your home you just can't get rid of? Well, now you can get rid of any stinky odor with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier. See, the thunderstorm gets rid of strong odors from cooking, cigarette smoke, litter boxes, trash cans. Even John Kerry is no match for the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. The thunderstorm starts working in a matter of seconds to clear any room of any odor. And you don't have to buy filters on a schedule and replace them. That's a pain. Hundreds of thousands of thunderstorms sold with thousands of five-star reviews on Al Gore's amazing internet. It works like a champ. I've got two of them at home myself. During this week, I've got a great deal for you. Uh, to own your own thunderstorms, you can save 200 American dollars when you get three Eden Pure thunderstorms for whole home protection. That's three units for under $200. You can hold one in your hand. They're only this big. Just go to 
EdenPureDeals.com. Enter the discount code CHRIS. That's me, C-H-R-I-S. That's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is CHRIS. And because you know me, shipping is free. Yes, sir. Yeah. This is what I've come to expect from the Democrat Party, isn't it? And, you know, you can always uh, get an Eden Pure thunderstorm. I fart in your gender direction. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Do not understand how adults who are in position of responsibility can be avoiding responsibility for taking away those things that are killing people on a daily basis. And and the reality is... He's the honorary two-ton common of the Dubai Fest. Now, Michael Piercy did find a story out of the uh, conference in Dubai... What's on the menu? This is a uh, radical vegan vegetarian uh, website. And uh, they go down the list of foods on the menu, and there's a picture here, and it looks perfectly awful. Everything looks terrible. It's uh, plant-based foods because they may be petroleum oligarchs, but they care very deeply about the planet, so they're vegans or vegetarians or something. And they're not really, of course. That's a lie, too. Plant-based foods. I'm surprised they don't have them eating bugs. You know, the, again, the United Nations last week was wagging their crooked little finger at the United States, saying we need to stop eating so much meat because we got to save the planet. And cows are a big problem, but cheeseburgers are so delicious. I had a really great cheeseburger Friday night. Mmm, it was good. It's going to be two-thirds plant-based, locally sourced, and nutritious. It's going to be locally sourced, plant-based food from Dubai. So always open with a lie. They always open with a lie. All powered by a lineup of chefs and brands from all over the world. Well, sure, they got billions of dollars because of their oil money. I, uh... Uh, John Kerry is very immature, isn't he? (laughs) And Eric Swalwell, very immature. Chris Matthews, very, very immature. That's what is with these people. They need to be more mature. All right. um, The front page of the Washington Post today, which is a terrible, horrible newspaper. Front page uh, above the fold, upper left-hand corner, companies backslide on climate promises. The companies made climate promises. Now, what the hell? You people are out of your stinking minds. At a crucial moment for the planet. Isn't every moment a crucial moment for the planet? 
corporations aren't delivering on vows. The corporations made vows, and they're not delivering on their vows. And Evan Helper types for the left in the pages of the Washington Post. When the insurance giant AIG rattled the industry last year with an audacious plan to stop writing policies for some of the most heavily polluting fossil fuel projects, environmentalists and lawmakers, left-wing lawmakers, showered the company with plaudits. Showered the company with plaudits. Like, like Russian prostitutes, they showered the company. Now they're quickly being... Now, now they're quickly uh, losing patience with it. They're losing patience with AIG because they continue to write, because we need energy and for the foreseeable future, the best thing for the planet and for people and to lift people out of poverty is plentiful and inexpensive energy. And the United States, under President Trump, we achieved energy independence, didn't we? Yes, we did. But the left is here now, and everything has changed. Crazy. Also, the front page, the big, they got a color picture above the fault of uh, people dressed in military garb with firearms, a uh, 30 caliber rifle with, with belt ammunition traveling through the jungles. And they got their floppy hats on and stuff. And they appear to be Asian people. A rising threat to Myanmar's rulers. It'll always be Burma to me. Rebel ethnic minorities. Rebel ethnic minorities, kind of like the United States are increasingly shaping the trajectory of the nation's civil war. Well, that's happening here, too, isn't it? we got uh, the open borders and the, now, uh, speaking of which, we, uh, the uh, ethnic minorities uh, shaping the future, the trajectory of the nation's civil war. That reminds me of the news out of, out of Minneapolis and Michigan where the Muslim communities there are holding press conferences saying they're not going to support Joe Biden unless he stops supporting Israel. And those are key swing states. So now Joe Biden came out today with an AK-47 and a Palestinian headdress, and he's growing a beard. And he's wearing a vest of some kind with dynamite in it. It was kind of weird. He's uh, pandering and pandering. Just extraordinary. Extraordinary stuff, I'm telling you. The jihadis. Also, the actual lead story on the front page of the Washington Post today. U.S. plans future of Gaza. That's the headline, and they're very proudly declaring this. They assigned three reporters to it at the Washington Post. U.S. plans future of Gaza? Wait a minute. Aren't we opposing colonialism here? While implementing colonial... The left is accusing Israel of being a colonial power, even though... You know, uh, later this month we'll be celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ more than 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, which is in Israel. So I think the Jewish people have been there for quite some time. If they colonized it, they did it about 4,000 years ago. But pay no attention to that. But they're supposed to be anti-colonial. And the Washington Post, very proudly today, their lead story, a giant headline with huge print. U.S. plans future of Gaza. I can only imagine what a great job Joe Biden and Anthony Blinken will be doing with the future of Gaza. Listen to this now. Choosing leaders poses challenge. Well, that's what the British colonial powers said when they drove <laughs> the Ottoman Turks out at the end of World War I, searching for the best of bad, unpopular options. 
Tel Aviv is the dateline, but the reporters probably aren't there because the Washington Post uses fake datelines now, but pay no attention. The Israelis say they don't want the job. Arab nations are resisting Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas and uh, think he, he might volunteer. They don't want that. But the Palestinian people probably don't want him as the Biden administration begins to plan for, quote, the day after, end quote, in Gaza. That didn't really need to be in quotation marks. Confronting problematic questions such as who runs the territory once the shooting stops, how it gets rebuilt. There it goes. I can see hundreds of billions of dollars going to the jihadis now of our taxpayer dollars and potentially how it eventually becomes a part of an independent Palestinian state. You know, the independent Palestinian state would have the goal of killing every Jew in the country next door and wiping Israel off the face of the map from the river to the sea because that's who we're talking about here. And they're trying to, the Biden people are trying to get Israel and Netanyahu is bad guy here uh, to stop killing the terrorists because they're pro-terrorist now. It's pretty amazing. Just amazing. The independent Palestinian state. You know, the Gaza was an independent Palestinian state. 141 square miles, more than 25 miles of beachfront property. They had their own elections, and they elected a terror group that calls for the total destruction of the Jewish state. And here's Joe Biden trying to, like the idiot that he is, trying to put the pieces back together and and do what? U.S. plans future of Gaza, choosing leaders poses challenge. I don't point to things very often and say, that's colonialism, but this is Democrat Party, American, leftist colonialism on fire. And it's nothing other than that. It can't possibly be perceived as anything other than that. On a trip to Israel and the West Bank last week, Secretary of State Antony Unimpressive Blinken sought to advance those discussions. He wanted to advance those discussions. But there were few easy answers. Oh, I'm glad you're catching up to this. (laughs) I think everybody's known for generations that there are a few easy answers. But they're having to start from scratch and learn everything over again. Wow, you guys are amazing. The Biden administration is pushing to install... The Biden administration is pushing to install. This is colonialism, all right? Revitalized Palestinian Authority as Gaza's administrator. Now, this is what the British did with the Palestinian protectorate, all right? And here comes Joe Biden because he doesn't remember what he had for breakfast, much less what happened at the end of World War I when the Ottoman Empire was driven out of the area by the Western powers. Just amazing. So here we go again. And 200 years from now, we'll look back at this and say, boy, can you believe how dumb the Biden administration was when they came up with this harebrained idea? Because U.S. plans future of Gaza, choosing leaders poses challenge. There are many difficult questions. Thanks, guys. You guys are real bright. Real bright people. Mm-mm-mm. All right, let's go to, uh, I'd like to take another telephone call. Um, and... Let's go to uh, let's go to George calling from Tennessee, the Volunteer State. Or hey, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Hey, George. 
Uh, listen, I was uh, mostly directed to your earlier conversation, but uh, maybe you think back to all these mullahs and stuff, and uh, you're thinking, these guys are theists, all this <laughs> sort of stuff. But uh-huh. when I was a... Uh, I finished up my career as an intel officer out at March Field, and uh, one of the things I re- remember so starkly was seeing photos of all these mullahs that would go up to... Uh, to Moscow and have their photo taken with Vlad uh-huh. uh, after they had graduated from uh, Patrice Lumumba University, uh-huh. <laughs> which was uh, our, our guys uh, sort of uh, dubbed that as uh, KGB tech. Uh, but anyway, those guys would get up there, go up to uh, Russia and get trained in terrorism. And I'm trying to rethink, you know, logically, you know, these guys are at least theists. What are they doing with a communist? atheist you know uh, how are they uh, getting together with those guys and then i finally realized uh it's because they're anti-west both of them that's right and uh so the revelation came it didn't take me very long to figure that out <laughs> but uh, it was a, still a remarkable relationship i thought between uh, uh between those two parties uh what do you think my enemy's enemy is my friend well yeah Another another standard, uh, yeah. Right uh, now, so you were anyway, you were at March. Uh, you were at March in California, and if I'm not mistaken, the SR-71 Blackbird flies out of March. Uh, That's a secret. Well, I think they were they were they were, they were mostly flying out of uh, Edwards, up in the high desert. The Blackbirds. Yeah, I think for, for so, a spy yeah. mission. So, what are you doing? U twos mostly. Well, I mean, I was—I had a background, uh, active duty. I was a B-52 navigator. Oh, cool. Uh, the uh, the H models that are still flying. Sure, you bet. Yeah. And I was I was, I was flying them in the late seventies, uh, but uh, you know they're still they're still the ones that are flying, and they're uh, they're progged to go till uh, twenty forty at least. And if they get another engine change, they they're talking about extending them to twenty sixty. At which point they'll be a hundred years old. A hundred years old. That's exactly right. That yeah, is those, crazy. Yeah, the H miles are the H miles are all built in nineteen sixty sixty one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're, they're already ancient, but yes, they are a B fifty two H model. Let's say, yeah, uh, absolutely amazing that they're. Still flying. I tell you, you know the they're presidential. Not, they're, they're not. They're not flying low level anymore, though. So that's they're they're, they're not uh, pressing the uh, you know challenging the wings anymore. Yeah, that's where they the flying low level and all that sort of stuff was uh, pretty remarkable. I mean, we're flying at 350, 400 feet off the ground at about three hundred fifty knots. Wow. Crazy so, man, crazy. The yeah. the B fifty two has a wingspan of one hundred and eighty five feet. Yes, it does. <laughs> it weighs four hundred eighty-eight thousand pounds empty. It's a huge airplane. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It was. It was. Uh, it was fun to fly those beasts, though. Yeah, was, I bet. Uh, yeah. I bet. Anyway. Great stuff. Well, listen, George. Thank you, my friend. I'm saluting you. And yeah, you're talking about the relationship between the Iranians, uh, the mullahs, and the communist, atheist Russians, uh, the Soviets, and the Russians, and Putin, of course, a Soviet communist. KGB, Stasi, killer from the old days. And um, I wanted to share a story because it's, and and I started to talk about it a little bit earlier, and it's absolutely a crazy story. But the Russians, now, there are Americans being held hostage by the troglodytes right now, by Hamas right now. 
And uh, Joe Biden, as far as I can tell, isn't doing anything, making any noise to get the American hostages back. I think we got one back, and it was the little girl who was stolen by the troglodytes at the age of three and turned four years old in uh, the custody of the Hamas troglodytes, right? So we got that one back, and now they've stopped handing over, and they're back to firing missiles and rockets and, and killing people at bus stops because that's what they do. There's this war going on against civilization, and uh, it's uh, pretty amazing stuff. But we learned over the weekend that the Russians got all of their hostages back from the troglodytes. And I mentioned this a little earlier, except for one that they murdered, of course. But they got the rest of their hostages back. And the reason they got the rest of their hostages back is because Vlad the Impaler Putin makes sure that they understand what the terms of the discussion are. And in the United States, we have this, fecula- this feckless uh, uh, jellyfish in the White House who bumps into furniture and his mouth is hanging open and he doesn't know what day it is and, and all this good stuff. But the return of the Russian hostages reminded me of the old days. And I'll, I'll explain to you why the, the troglodytes give the Russians what they want. Because to these people, the terrorists, the 1980s, when they, in 1979, it was uh, November 4th, 1979, that they took over the U.S. embassy in, uh, in Iran, in uh, Tehran. And they held, in the end, 52 Americans for 444 days and released those 52 on January 20th, 1981, while Ronald Reagan was taking the oath of office on the west front of the Capitol because they knew they didn't want to mess with him, but Jimmy Carter uh, they could mess with, right? So why is it that the Russians can get what they want? And let me go to a story that I pulled from, from the Los Angeles Times. Perhaps you've heard of the Los Angeles Times. They had a, a story back in 1986 that was pretty remarkable. Uh, and uh, it's about the, it was a, an offshoot of Hezbollah, of Hezbollah that took a number of, uh, it was four Soviet, then Soviet hostages, and they were assigned to the embassy in Beirut. And the and the uh, Soviets don't like having hostages taken. Now, this is, again, years after the, the Iran hostage crisis, 444 days and all of that. But the Los Angeles Times did a story on it in um, 1986, and this was the headline. KGB reportedly gave Arab terrorists a taste of brutality to free diplomats. The dateline was Jerusalem, and they actually, Los Angeles Times stole the story from The Guardian in the UK, but it was nonetheless in U.S. papers like this. And uh, the KGB adopted a novel and brutal, apparently effective method of dealing with the terrorists who attacked Soviet interests in the Middle East, an Israeli newspaper reported. And it turns out the incident began when four Soviet diplomats were kidnapped last September by Muslim extremist group, an offshoot of Hezbollah. And the Soviets, they knew what to do about this. The KGB kidnapped and killed a relative of the unnamed leader of the Shia Hezbollah party group that had stolen, uh, taken hostages. And uh, guess what they did? Parts of the man's body, they kidnapped, it was the brother, as I understand it, of the Hezbollah leader. Parts of the man's body, it was his genitalia, were sent in a box to the Hezbollah leader, 
and they shot his brother in the head. All right. And uh, as the newspapers reported in 1986, the hostages were quickly freed. The KGB kidnapped the brother of the Hezbollah leader, severed his genitalia, sent the uh, genitalia to his brother in a box and shot his brother in the head. And then they said, we'd like our hostages back. And the Hezbollah people said, okay, where can we deliver them in five minutes? And they stopped taking Russian hostages. It was a mistake. And uh, on October 7th, they took some. And when Putin said, give them back, they said, okay, uh, where can we deliver them? And they gave them back because this is something they understand. Um, former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin, who was sent to prison for 22 years. He was sent to prison for 22 years. Isn't that right? The death of St. George Floyd, St. George of Fentanyl, who if they had found him dead at home, it would have been determined that he had died of a drug overdose. He had so much fentanyl in his system. But uh, police officer Derek Chauvin was lynched by the Democrat Party, which has a long history of lynching in America. And in prison, Officer Derek Chauvin, who was not guilty, watched the fall of Minneapolis on Al Gore's Amazing Internet, a great documentary, and you'll know everything you need to know. Prisoners stabbed Derek Chauvin in prison, stabbed him 22 times. Coincidence? Sentenced to 22 years, stabbed 22 times. The prisoner, and he survived amazingly, Prisoner who stabbed Derek Chauvin 22 times is ex-FBI informant who says he planned attack as a tribute to Black Lives Matter. Sure. Police also note that he's a Democrat. He's a Democrat voter and a supporter of the Democrat Party. He loves Biden and Hillary and Obama, and he stabbed the police officer, and he's an FBI informant. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.